are listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 207. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, you amazing human, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I am your host, most definitely, Angela Henderson, where I'm an international award-winning business consultant and coach who has helped thousands of amazing women business owners get all the pieces in place to have consistent four and five-figure months, and then on to six and seven-plus-figure years without burning out in the process. Today's a super fun episode, uh, and I'm joining me on this podcast episode today is a good friend of mine, Callie, joining us all the way from Sweden, where she's going to share her journey from $65,000 to $200,000 in one year, and why firing your clients could be the best thing for your business. I mean, really ask yourself, are you hanging on to clients even though you hate working with them, but you fear you won't make any money any other way? Is your day doing things in your business that you'd rather gouge your eyes out with a fork because it's just bringing you down? Do you feel heavy, unmotivated, and even unaligned and not sure what to do? Then you're going to want to tap into this awesome episode with Callie and I, where we chat about firing clients and how to grow, make new space. We talk about boundaries, alignment, and more. It's absolutely an episode that might be just what you need to hear today and start making some bigger changes to start getting more in alignment and have more money flowing to you naturally and with ease. But before we hop into this awesome episode, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my Profit Pillars Kickstart, Gaining Momentum with a 90-Day Sprint. This is my brand new coaching program for women in business who want to go from stuck, unmotivated, and lost to developing a laser-focused strategy, giving you the clarity, tools, and community you need to achieve both short and long-term goals. Our focus inside of the 90-day sprint is for you to gain increase in revenue, clarity and strategy, boosting momentum, understanding specifically what to focus on to move your business forward, a stronger mindset, new networks, increase in confidence, and hundreds and hundreds of other amazing things. Included in the 90-day sprint is a one 30-minute session with me. You get monthly live goal-setting calls. You get monthly group workshops with guest experts, monthly mindset calls, fortnightly live coaching calls, co-working sessions, 90-day access to my business vault with over probably 50 now business trainings, 90-day access to my private Facebook community where you've got daily access to the community and I, and so much more goodness. Seriously, end of financial year, $15 a day. Go and do it, ladies. Spots are limited as I only take so many ladies through every single month. So if this is something you're interested in, make sure you head to info at AngelaHenderson.com.au and hit the contact form or simply send me a DM over on Instagram, Angela Henderson Consulting. All right, ladies and gentlemen, anyone listening, it's going to be an awesome episode. So let's get into it. Hey there. Hey there. Welcome to the show, Callie. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm so thrilled to have you on the podcast today and equally thrilled that we came into each other's past earlier this year when you reached out for me to do a summit with you. I mean, you're just a breath of fresh air. And I love that you're, yeah, you're really here just to support women in business, obviously with Google ads being your specialty. But yes, it's just, you've got amazing energy doing amazing things. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here and agreed equally as thrilled. Like it's just, I love, um, 
talking about women-owned businesses, talking about business in general, ideas, and just bouncing that off of other women. And it's been fabulous doing that with you just since the time we've known each other. You know, connection is so important. I say this over and over. People listening on the podcast will probably get sick of it, but I cannot (laughs) emphasize the importance of building good relationship with good human. Again, I was just saying the other day to a um, client, for example, is that it's there's this really notion, you know, in in the Western world in particular, we often talk about your diet is what you eat. And while I strongly disagree, I actually say your diet is not what you eat, is not only what you eat, it's what you watch, it's what you listen to, it's what you read, it's the people you hang around with, right? And, in, you know, furthermore, be mindful of the things you put into your body emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And this is how I feel about being around good people, right? I would much rather continue to be around good people via podcasting, live events, etc., than just people who bring me down. Choose wisely what you're putting into your body because it does truly, truly matter. Wow, that's so true. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, but again, we often forget about that. Now, I always like to ask my guests a fun question before we hop on to the podcast interview. So my question to you is, is, as I went doing some research and went looking, it it clearly indicates based on what I found that you do have a bit of a passion for travel. I mean, you're currently living in one part of the world about to move to another part of the world. So my question to you is, is where is your favorite part of the world to travel to specifically? specifically to relax and regroup? Ooh, I like this question. So um, up until last year, I would have said Lagos, Portugal, which Portugal is amazing. But um, I was lucky enough to go to Zakynthos, Greece. It's a mm-hmm. um, National Geographic actually names it something. It's it's an incredible, incredible Greek island and just beautiful people and food and and all that. So I think that's my top place now. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. And where are you currently stationed? Um, so physically, I'm in Sweden while we're speaking now. But uh, my husband, who's Danish, um, we're actually moving to Miami in August. Yes, so fun. So yes, you've definitely got the travel spirit, which again, I'm (laughs) itching to get on a plane very soon. So I love a good travel. Now, listen, some of my um, listeners may or may not know who you are, what you do, why should they listen to you today? Can you just share a little uh, bit with us about where did you start in business and what are you up to now? Yeah, so I am the founder and CEO of the Sage Agency, and um, we help make businesses money through Google Ads, but it did not start out that way at all. So um, I have a degree in, in advertising, and I've always kind of been in the, the marketing space, if you will, marketing and sales. Um, but basically, I just, you know, one day I was staring at my computer and I just thought, man, if I'm going to work this hard for someone else, I might as well work this hard for myself. Totally. <laughs> and, you know, I've kept that mantra up because owning your own business has its highs and lows, of course. And, you know, the first year of my business was a bit tough. I um, I basically started out working with family and friends, um, which is I think a way a lot of people do it. However, they can also be some of the hardest clients to work with. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, offering social media uh, management, website design. Uh, I dabbled a little bit in SEO and I was dabbling a little bit with Google ads. But I just basically, if a client asked me, if can you do this? Suddenly I was the expert. And then suddenly mm-hmm. I 
washed off and tried to find everything I could and was just spending so much time and effort trying to be, quote, the expert and wearing so many hats that I was just burning myself out and, of course, not charging enough as I should have either. So, mm-hmm. And, yes, yeah, so, again, trying to do all things. I often ask my clients, what do you want to be known for? And when I ask them this question, more often than not, they realize things that they've been doing aren't necessarily getting them to what they want to be known for, right? Because they're running from this place of scarcity. They're trying to do anything and everything, right, to bring in the next dollar. But one of the number one things is they're not in alignment with what they're doing, which I know we'll talk about here in just a minute. So today isn't so long ago, really, that you were at 65K, And then you you made some pretty drastic changes to get you to 200K in one year by firing your clients. And in your mind, this could potentially be one of the best things that you've done for your business to date. Can you tell us a little bit more about like, how did this come about? How did you know that you're like, I need to take a look at my current clients. I need to take a look at my business model. I just need to figure out what the fuck I need to do here. Like, what was that aha moment where you're like, no more drawing a line in the sand. Shit's got to change. Yeah. So I just, you know, I was miserable in my work. I wasn't doing um, the kind of work that really lit me up. And um, I just, I was just kind of thinking, oh, maybe I should go back to an office job. It's safe. It's reliable. Um, And I think as business owners, we've all had that moment in time in our business. But then I just, you know, I realized I, I I don't want to go back to that life (laughs) (laughs) and I can make this happen and I can do it for myself. Um, But I just knew I had to make some changes and it was scary. I I remember actually having... um, a, uh, a chat with, so I'm a dual citizen Australian and I have a group of really awesome girlfriends in Australia. And, and I was having a chat with them and, and I thought, you know, I don't want to do social media anymore. I'm actually really loving Google ads. I'm getting really good results for my clients. I can prove my results to my clients and that's what I want to do. And they're like, well, then just pick up with your other clients. And I'm like, what? You can do that. Yep. <laughs> and, um, And I just remember the first time, it's like a Band-Aid, right? I was so nervous. I think pretty sure I had a glass of wine before I sent the email. And it it took me about a week to get up the courage to send my first, like, it's not me, it's you email. (laughs) And, um, and, And I hit that button and I just freaked out. And you know what? Um, the thing is, we're all adults and, and it's it, it, at the end of the day, it's just business. And he wrote back a lovely email saying, you know, best of luck with your adventures. Um, I did raise my rates for the services I was offering and it, that didn't work with in alignment with him. And, you know, we're still in contact to this day. So it, it's like a muscle that you have to build is those boundaries. And that's actually another thing, not only just breaking up my clients, but having those boundaries, because the whole big reason we have our own business is to run the business and have the life that we want, not to have another nine to five job where you're, you know, 10 different bosses instead of one. So that was was that one of your deciding factors to start like looking at and changing and really just focusing on the Google ad side of things was, did you start to see that you were breaking your own personal boundaries? And if so, like, what did that look like? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what that looked like was I stopped working weekends. Um, 
I told really communication. (laughs) That's what it looked like. Um, You know, when you communicate with your clients and you let know this is how I run my business and this is what you can expect from me, then they have a choice and and they can decide if you are a good for them. And if you're not, that's okay too. They're just not your people. And so just using my voice and communicating, this is how I run my business. I, I think we're a great fit together, but you have this choice. It gave me my power mm-hmm. and also charging what I was I felt like I was worthy of charging and, and that I didn't just make up a number. I did go through the numbers and I thought I figured out an hourly base and this, that, and the other, my overheads, all of that. So I didn't just pull it out of nowhere, but it was making those executive choices as a CEO of my business. And I think that's something that we forget about is sometimes I think we use the crutch like, well, I'm just a solopreneur. I'm just this, or I'm just a freelancer, or I'm just that. But I would love women to reframe that and just go, I'm still, regardless of what your business looks like or what you call it, you are still the CEO of the, your business. And your business needs to have leadership and direction. And even though we might not have it all figured out, the reality of it is, is we've got to make some bold decisions sometimes. We have to fire some people. We have to fire clients. The list goes on, but we're doing it from not necessarily a place of emotion, but from a place of like power, right? And that we need to step into that power to get us to where we're going. Because what got us where we're at is not going to get us to where we want to go. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And look, I mean, like I said, I was super scared. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to break up with some clients. No big deal. Because this was still pandemic times. I didn't have other clients waiting, you know, waiting to work with me. I was making a choice based on what I knew was right for me because I wanted to keep growing. I wanted to pivot into only Google ads. And it, it is, it's a, it's an executive decision that, Sometimes you have to make, even if you're really scared and trust in your gut and trust in your, um, you don't, you make it without evidence, right? So, mm-hmm. and build from there. Yeah, and we were just talking before we hit record about, you know, growing pains in business, right? We all have growing pains, right? It, it It's inevitable, but having a plan, trusting the process and knowing that it's going to work out because we've got a plan and we're going to take action, like it will be okay. Right. But I think so often, like, you know, my big thing is, is, you know, I'm waiting for this export grant payment to come of 30 K. So I may have spent more on some marketing than what I wanted to. Right. But it's like, no, it's figure outable. We'll be okay. We know it's a short-term thing. Right. But being okay with our decisions can be a tough thing for some people, right? Being okay in the uneasiness, being okay that we don't have everything figured out and that it's okay that we don't have everything figured out. I think so often we run from that masculine energy where we always have to know the how, 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 and we forget to trust in that feminine energy and that flow. I think if you weigh one heavily more than the other, it can mess things up for sometimes. And I also know we can't just kumbaya and fucking namaste and hope for a Lamborghini to show up in our fucking lap. Okay. Like it does take a little bit of both things here, people to make it work. Right. But just try, Trusting and, and, and often we forget to trust ourselves. We forget to back ourselves. And therefore, what happens is a lot of times our businesses can l- kind of be in limbo, but you backed yourself 
If you stood into your power, you started making decisions as a CEO, and you went from 65K to 200K. I mean, it's miraculous, but it's also one of the things that I talk often about on the podcast. You had to realign things in your life and or your business to get you to where you're at. Would you agree that alignment played a big part in getting you to where you're at? Definitely. Alignment, mindset. Um, you know, there's, I don't know if you know this, Ange, there's a statistic that came out in an American Express report that 88% of all women-owned businesses generate less than 100000 yearly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think a lot of us in the solopreneur, entrepreneur space drive for that 10 I did for a long time. It felt really unattainable. And to be fair, it would have been unattainable if I had stayed doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think part of it too, and whether you believe in the universe or God or whatever you believe in, I was also, when I started putting up my boundaries, well, communicating basically, i.e. boundaries, and um, saying, no, these are not the kind of clients I want to work with. I want bigger. I want better. I I was putting that out there, right? And and it came back. And so that's the other thing. It's trusting in yourself, aligning aligning with what you enjoy doing. And I know it's easier said than done, especially when you're first starting off and you're like, I don't really know what I enjoy doing. So going through that process of offering all the different services, working with the smaller clients, I needed that to know what I didn't want. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have known that, right? So once I did pivot to only Google ads, Also, I think sometimes, you know, a confused mind doesn't buy. So I was offering so many services. I'm just like, yep, I do it all. And so no one really knew exactly what I did. (laughs) So now I I offer, you know, I, I make businesses money with Google ads. And I what was also great is once I started charging more and getting really clear and excited about what I was offering, people could feel that from me as well. So people knew that we were going to be in, in alignment together. And then I was also able to grow a team. Now, that I didn't start growing a team until August of that year. So it wasn't like, oh, I broke up and then I jumped on to getting a team. Like I'm, I think it's very, very important, especially as you're growing, to keep your overhead as low as possible. Yep. And um, that's always been really something that I'm quite aware of because it's so easy to feel like, oh, I need this platform or that mailing thing or this plugin. And and yes, maybe you do, but maybe you don't need it in this exact moment in time. Let yourself grow, see what you like, see what your your clients want, and then buy that shiny object. 100%. And I think people here on podcasts, not mine because I talk about this often, but they're told hire a team, hire a team, hire a team. It will solve your problems. It will solve your problems. It will solve your problems. And I'm like, I strongly disagree. If you don't, it's, I'm going to say a couple of things. One is there's never a perfect time to hire. There's never a perfect time for any decision. Let's be clear on that. Right. But there is just a notion of you're right on time. To me, there's a big difference between knowing that you're right on time and kind of just going, yep, I'm going to hire someone now. Versus running from like a freak out mode and thinking that that hire is going to change all your business problems, right? Like I think there's a very difference. One, you're coming from a place of abundance and a strong mindset and probably some strategy in there too, right? About where you're going. The other is like freaking out. Someone save me. Someone save me. Place of scarcity. Most hires, especially when we start off in business, 
fail because of the person doing the hiring. They don't have a roadmap about what they want. They don't have position descriptions. They don't have, you know, uh, any SOP set up, standard operating procedures. They don't have, you know, uh, management project tool that you could be using. Like there's nothing, which is fine. You don't have to have everything again, but you've got to have some sort of direction about what you want these people to do. But I would say far often than not that I see people hiring quicker than what they needed. Yeah, I agree. And again, it goes into that overhead, right? And and also I think, look, I'm just going to say it. I think a little bit of it is ego. You know, we want to say, oh, I have this big team and this, that, and the other. And, you know, I know women who have become uh, run million dollar businesses with just them and a VA. So you don't have to have a big team. I would say though, and I agree with you, um, it's, it's a mindset of being the leader again, going, being the CEO, being, um, they're looking to you because this, at the end of the day, it's your business. So they're Mm -hmm. there to help you. Now I, um, I did have, I set up SOPs, so um, standard operating procedures, mm-hmm. and it took me a few months to do that, not because they're difficult, but because what I was doing is every day I was taking note of each task I was doing and thinking, okay, do I need to do this? And if I didn't really need to be the one doing it, I would write it in an SOP. Mm-hmm. And so I was gathering that data, that evidence and writing it down um, so that when I did hire someone, and by the way, my hire is a freelancer. You don't have to hire an employee either. That's yes. a whole nother level too. But um, I had those standard operating procedures in place. And when I made my first hire, I got her feedback. It was a, it was a work in progress together. And, and then when I felt like they were in a good place and I was in a good place with my first hire, then I went ahead and hired two other people. So, um, it, it's definitely a work in progress. I think people definitely, because it's going to take time away from what you're doing too. So hiring at first can actually add on more work. (laughs) 100%. And often, as I talk about on the podcast, a lot of people will try and hire within the business first when actually your number one hire could be hiring a cook, a cleaner, an au pair, a nanny, right? Um, To free you the time back and allow you to just use your zone of genius, right? And free back time. So that's a whole nother conversation. So let's kind of recap. You're sitting there, you're like, shit, people are walking all over me. I'm doing all this, you know, in crazy hours. I'm trying to be everything to everyone. And then your, you know, your friend, like, listen, it's, we've got to change things up here. I'm not in alignment. I need to get my boundaries back. I need to communicate better. Right. Uh, I want to obviously make a little bit more money so that I can travel. I can do my kind of things. Again, as we've talked about, it's not necessarily something that's an easy thing to do. So what would you say, like, what have you done in the past to really strengthen the mindset part of your business? Because I believe mindset in the inner work is equally, if not more important than the strategic side of things. So what did your mindset look like then? And how important is mindset to you today? I mean, yeah, it's... uh... I completely agree. It's extremely important. I mean, you do, you get the strategies and all of that, but we're all smart women. We can implement strategy. Um, but the mindset is really the battlefield. And, um, I think it's imperative to hire a coach. Um, 
And again, someone who's in alignment, someone who has built their business, how you want your business to, to be. Um, and like you said, even in the beginning, your diet, it's like, who are in, in your business world? Who are you around? Who are you following on social media? Who are you learning from? Um, I, I actually went through my Instagram and unfollowed a ton of people just because for whatever reason, imposter syndrome, blah, blah, blah. It just, they were bringing me down and that's how I was starting my day. Yeah. So, um, you know, we all hear it, the, the morning routine. And I do think that's really important, but your mindset comes into play throughout the entire day. And so uh, I think a lot of it is, you know, manage your mind into a solution because something I've been working on a lot this last year is, <sighs> not reacting within my emotions so much. And mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of being a leader, shifting your mindset into the CEO. And like you said, everything is figure outable. Um, and you just in the moment, take a moment, breathe, whatever you need to do, walk out in nature, but manage those feelings and manage your mind into a solution because someone else has figured this out before you. Um, so it's, it's, I'd say find a coach, find someone who's been where you want to go, um, listen to them, work with them, hire them. And also what else are you feeding in your business diet? Who else are you following? What are you listening to? What podcasts are you listening to? And find someone who you enjoy being, you'd, you'd want to be around them in your real life <laughs> if mm -hmm. you, if you will. Yeah, I always say like I the people I work with, I want to know I can go to and have dinner with them, right? Like still keeping my boundary in lines, right? Between you know, consultant and client, but knowing that like they just got a good personality, a good head on their shoulders, good mindset that I would be happily to sit and have a 3-hour meal with them and not flinch an eye, right? Because yeah. <laughs> if not, I don't want them in my programs. I don't want them in my ecosystem, right? I'm very choosy and selective about who gets in my programs. That's why my programs have more intimate and smaller numbers versus doing 5,000 people. Because yeah. it's important for me to build a relationship with the women that I work with and that they too feel like they're getting the right energy, but equally it's reciprocated, right? So I can't emphasize enough about surrounding yourself by the right people. I mean, I know when I first started, my husband, I was surrounded by him. I was surrounded by Finley, the baby, like they don't get it. They don't understand yeah. it. And I was getting frustrated that they didn't get it. And I'm like, well, I have to start making some changes. I've got to start hanging out with some people who do get it and do light me up. Right. So yes, mindset. I mean, I just think it's so crucial uh, in some, in so many, so many ways. Now for those listeners out there that are like, huh, you know, I might need to, you know, look at my business, look at potentially letting go of some people, right? You know, I too, I don't, in fairness, I've probably only had to let go of a few clients in my like entire span of doing consulting, because I do get the chance to hop on a discovery call, email them, like I, I know them fairly well, but there's been a few times that that has happened. And yes, it, it does suck, but it feels so good when it's done right? Like there's just this brick, like you can feel this heaviness of your shoulders just lift. And what I would say there too, is, is remember, as I say so often on this podcast, we're all right on time, right? Mm -hmm. And that we can all do hard things. And also that when you realign, and I'd be curious to know what your thoughts are, and maybe you may have not have reflected on this question, but 
when you when you realign one thing in your life, normally other things will realign too. And so did you experience that when you were going through like either realignment with your partner, maybe realignment with friends or family, realignment with yourself? Yeah, I did. Um, you know, so speaking of boundaries, <laughs> I uh, um, I also put up boundaries in my personal life, um, particularly with my mother and mother-in-law or just people who, again, um <sighs> it's like that brick, like you say, like, it's like things that are making you feel heavy things like following accounts that are making you feel bad for whatever reason that is like, like, I wanted it to be easy. I wanted it to be fun. I wanted it to be, you know, it it doesn't have to be this like drudge of, Oh God, I'm a business owner. And Oh, it's so hard. And Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, And we all have those thoughts, but yeah, once I opened up that space for new clients doing a service that I really enjoyed, then everything and not everything, but a lot of things fell into place because I was also a different person. Mm-hmm. I was standing up for myself and I was, you know, putting it out there that I want to work with these types of clients. And even like you say, Ange, I'm very particular about who I work with as well. Not only because Google ads isn't necessarily a perfect fit for everyone, but I want to make sure that the, that the people I'm bringing into my world are going to be people that I want to be around that I want to work with. And so when you have that positivity and um, lightness in one aspect, i.e. your business then it opens up space in other areas of your life as well. Um, Because it's not at the end of the day. Yes, it's look, it's great. Money is great. All of that. It makes life easier, but we've all heard it. It doesn't bring happiness. So it's, it's not about the money for me. It's always been more about the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, And my, yeah, my big goal this year is to double my income working 20 hours a week. So that's my next goal. Oh dude. Hell yes. Hell yes to that. And one of the things I'll just go back, you know, on episode 205, just a couple of weeks ago, I talked about holistic wealth. And this is what you're actually talking about feeling rich in all aspects of life, right? And that yes, money can bring you happiness and or whatever. But if everything else is falling through the cracks, right? your life, it's going to impact all areas. So again, for me, holistic wealth is simply meaning feeling rich in all aspects. So financial wealth, physical wealth, emotional and mental wealth, spiritual wealth, relationships, wealth, community wealth, and self wealth. So when you started to realign, right, there would have been wealth coming from you in different angles, not just that revenue slash financial wealth, right? So love it, love it, love it. And what I love is that you've shared another experience for other women out there who are probably going, I need to realign, I need to look at clients, I need to potentially take things off what I'm doing. Because when you when you have so many products and offers, when you confuse you, um, when you confuse people, you lose people, right? And the other reality of it is, is the more mental calories someone has to burn to try and figure out what you do and how you can help them, they're going to go look for someone else who makes it really easy. Right. So the fact that you were able to downsize and really just focus on Google ads meant you can't really confuse or lose people. You, do you want to make money with Google ads or you don't? Right. It's pretty simple. And they don't have to be like for soul led entrepreneurs or for, do you know what I mean? Those who want 
I don't know, granny flats and like all those like caveats that I see a lot of messaging, right? Well, what does that mean? No, it just means I'm helping women or men make more money in Google ads. Like you can't really have to burn any mental calories with that. And that was one of the things that I remember at the beginning. And I still a little bit confused as I remember this particular business that was about heart centered women. Mm. And I was like, do I belong in there? Or do I not belong in there? What is a heart centered business? Do I have one? Do I not have one? Same thing with soul led businesses. Like I get it because I'm into like, I get the spirituality and the energy side, but when I didn't get it right, I was like, what does soul led mean? Do I need soul ledness in my life? Is soul, soul ledness a word? Like I didn't know what it meant. Right. And I was burning all these mental calories because I didn't know what it meant. And so again, I love that you've just been able to really simplify not only your products, your messaging, right, your team and everything to allow you the space to grow and expand in a way that works for you. And like you said, try to double your revenue now from 200K to 400K with only working 20 hours a week. I mean, that is pretty, pretty cool. Now for those businesses out there who are like, ooh, I need a little bit of Cali in my life. Where can they connect with you? (laughs) Yeah, um, I'd love to chat. Uh, so uh, my website is thesageagency.com. And if maybe you're working with Facebook ads or they're not working as well for you anymore, some that's happening right now for some people, or you're just curious about Google ads and if your business is a good fit, we do have a quiz. Um, it takes about, you know, I think it's about five questions. So it's quick and easy um, just to see if your business might be a good fit for Google ads. And that's on the website, thesageagency.com. Um, also on LinkedIn, Callie Peterson and Instagram and Facebook as well. So yeah, I'd love to chat with you guys if you're interested. Dude, 100%. No, I do have one final question. What do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started off in business? <laughs> oh, goodness. Such a loaded question. Oh, there's so many things. Um, you know, I think I wish I had just not been so hard on myself. You know, I think I, it's, you go a lot of women, whether you're a stay at home mom, um, starting out or you're coming from the corporate world, you're coming from a world that you know really, really well. And I feel like as a generalization, women can be so hard on themselves and we feel it has to be perfect instantly. Just remember, like I'm in my fourth year of my this is not an overnight thing. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, let it be easy. Let it be fun. Like, just remember why you're running your business, the lifestyle that you wanted. And I used to take, you know, I, I say it's a joke with my husband, but I used to take all my clients to bed with us. Like I was sitting there mulling over and so upset about this client and that client. And I'm like, oh, you know, I just, I wish I had been a little bit easier on myself. So if that's you right now, just give yourself a hug, go have a nice coffee and, and relax for a minute. (laughs) I agree. You know, there is so much, um, there's so many things that we feel right. But I feel again, well, again, that shame, that disheartening, right. The sadness, the Mm. guilt, uh, when am I going to get off the hamster wheel? Like all of those things, I would say you'd be hard pressed to meet a woman in business who hasn't felt most of that right at some stage. Yeah. Again, I'm going to keep on saying this, do the inner work, right? Do the inner work because once you do the inner work 
and you understand where that stuff is coming from, why it keeps showing up in your world, you'll see exponential growth, right? So don't be hard on yourself. Again, I always say we can't change the past. Yeah. Each of us get to be responsible for where our future is going based on the choices that we make, right? So give yourself a hug, be kind. And as I often say, you're right on time. And you amazing human, if you're, you know, finishing up and still with us, don't forget that my team and I will be putting together the show notes for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au, where we'll include all of Callie's links, the link to the quiz, the link to her website, et cetera. And have a fabulous day, you amazing human. Thanks so much, Callie, for joining me. And I look forward to you all joining me next week for another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again, Callie. Thank you so much for having me, Ange. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, www.angelahenderson.com.au.